We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make low-maintenance bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we had nobody coming into the showroom, so we started doing virtual visits via Microsoft Teams. We're able to see two or threefold the amount of customers we used to be able to see. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. I really think it's going to set a standard for retail moving forward. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. To the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It is Friday, April 6, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. Choo choo! All aboard! That's right. I forgot the whistle. He forgot the whistle. <laughs> but I'm in Madison, baby. That's right. As is customary for our final oh. Three Amigos podcast of the year, we flew in Ken Kreitz from Vermont. Hey, So if the decibel level, levels seem a little higher, it's because he's hitting all three of our mics at one time instead of just <laughs> his one mic. But we're happy to have him. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review. It's also available on the rotowire.com website directly, along with all of our other Rotowire podcasts. Quick overview of the final podcast, Three Amigos podcast of the basketball season. We're going to go over some top news. Ken is going to lead us in that. Broad topic of the day 
as is fitting this time of year, what have we learned this season? We're going to be really reflective, look back on the season, and try to take these lessons into the offseason and to next fantasy season. Ken, of course, will give us his crazy old man rant, and then we'll finish up with some Friday DraftKings picks. Ken, get us started. Let's dive into the news, gentlemen. Terrible news. On the, I saw this on the tarmac flying yesterday. Kyrie Irving out for all the playoffs. That means no Gordon Hayward, no Kyrie Irving, arguably your two best players. Ugh, it's all lost for my Celtics, gentlemen. Does anybody argue for Al Horford or one of the other guys to be a top two player for the Celtics? I'm just asking. Yeah, I mean, Big Al is steady and has led the team in assists actually most of the season. Um, I still think they have a chance because I think T-Row, I do too. T Rose upside's big. Rozier, we do not know his upside yet. I, if I were Milwaukee, Washington, Miami, all those teams that are jockeying for six, seven, eight in the East, I am trying my damnedest to finish seventh because Boston is going to lose in the first round. Particularly if it's Whoa. Washington or Milwaukee, those two teams will beat Boston. I'm not as high on Miami. I think even the the depleted Celtics might be able to challenge Miami and beat them. But Washington or Milwaukee will stomp the current iteration of the Celtics in the first round. Well, I will say Spolstra, though. Spolstra is one of the few coaches that has Stevens' number. He has shorthanded this season, beat him a couple times early in the year. Uh, so I'm frankly just as scared about the Heat. But I do like – I still think the Celtics get out of the first round. You're just a bitter Pistons fan who has no reason to watch the playoffs. You're going to hop on the Bucks bandwagon. I will watch the I will watch the playoffs still. And, and, no, I'm not even hopping on the Bucks bandwagon. I just think the Bucks can beat Boston. I also think they can beat Toronto. But, you know, LeBron's going to come out of the East, so it doesn't matter. I'll say the Celtics are going to be extra motivated. And I know that all teams are extra motivated in the playoffs. But this is still – one of the best coaches in the league with a team of capable players in comparison to the rest of the Eastern Conference. You're right, Shannon. I'm not afraid of the Heat. I don't really think the Celtics should be uh, you know, losing any sleep if they somehow play them in the second round. It's still entirely possible for this Celtics team to beat whatever seven seed they faced, and then they'd go on and you know, maybe play a Wizards, a Bucks, or something like that. It, it's entirely possible for them to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They're, it's it's possible. They're still a good defense team even without Kyrie probably a better defensive team without Kyrie but their offense plummets they're like top they're top six or seven I believe in the off um, offensive end with Kyrie on the floor with him off the floor they're like 24th or 25th in the league I just think they're going to struggle too much on offense to do any damage in the playoffs you're absolutely right in that the offense will be the issue it's Morris now who's that who's the guy that's going to heave something up when the offense falls <laughs> apart you know that was always IT all last year uh, Kyrie was certainly fantastic with that the first half of the season. Uh, but I'll, I will say, so uh, I got to organize the Roto-Wire playoffs fantasy pool. Um, I like T. Rose. T. Rowe. Terry Rozier. It's going to be a... I'll be overdrafting him. So, so that's one. <laughs> that's an interesting point, is that in a Brad Stevens NBA offense, when it's always point guard relevant so it's just the next point guard up is going to be the guy to garner all the stats and so you'd think well they should lean on al horford they should lean on you know anybody else but really it's whatever point guard is on the court so i fully back that t rosier um you know boost of confidence there ken all right thank you dj (laughs) um sticking with point guards out east 
John Wall is back, sort of, kind of. He had a great game in Cleveland, 24 points, four boards, 18 dimes, and what I like, the three steals. Uh, they did lose to Cleveland. Sadoransky, Tom Sadoransky, only 16 minutes, and yet Wall is unlikely to play tonight, DFS players, as they want to rest him on back-to-backs. Well, they're locked into the playoffs, so what's the point? You know, you, you want him to be 100% and to play like he did last night come playoff time. And, I mean, you're, if you're telling me that a team with a healthy John Wall who's putting up 24-18 and 18, – Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, uh, uh, Lesser Gortat, uh, Kel- you know, Kelly, uh, whatever he's his not name the, what is. is he, what's, what's less than a hammer? What would it be now? Is the Polish? He's a he's tack a, hammer. He's a, po- the ta- the <laughs> tack hammer. <laughs> the, yeah, Gortat, the tack hammer. That team, you're telling me that team's not going to be the Boston Celtics in the first round? They absolutely will. We'll see. One, one thing to note about at least last night's game is the Cavaliers have traditionally over the last few years, or at least LeBron's second coming, have always given up massive amounts of stats to opposing point guards and so i wouldn't necessarily that wow wall is completely back because actually uh it's one of the better matchups around the league for him to come back to uh you're right shannon if they're clicking on all cylinders this is definitely a scary team we've been saying that uh we said that at the beginning of the season um kelly Oubre is the x factor hopefully he doesn't run into kelly olenic um this time (laughs) around and and you know it's another team where um they're solid enough to say the east is really wide open i wouldn't be surprised if any pattern of two eastern conference teams made it to the eastern conference finals honestly you guys are talking about wanting to play the celtics but if you're the heat wizards or bucks isn't it more just avoid the Cavs in the first round? Who the heck wants to play the Cavs? Absolutely. In the first round? So yes. Right now, the Heat are a game up on Washington and Milwaukee. And yeah, if you're the Washington Brass, maybe you lose these last three games. You certainly want John Wall healthy, and you don't want him playing that well. You don't want to squeak into. Uh, sixth place which means you're facing the Cavs yeah and something to note is that the Wizards have the tiebreaker over the Bucks so the stand the standings as you see them are actually pretty likely to stay that way even if the teams here end up with the same record so Heat Wizard Bucks definitely seems like it's probable for a six seven eight um, again the Cavs 76ers are the is really the most floppable thing that could happen uh, in the remainder of the regular season all right, well, gentlemen, after last night's Rotowire happy hour here at Buckingham's, Greater Madison, uh, crashed at the Shanky household and watched watched what should have been a great matchup of Nuggets, T-Wolves. Play got a little ugly. Devin Harris, of all people, bailing out, uh, bailing out the Nugs with some deep threes. Um, anyway, Denver beats Minnesota. They're now tied for eighth with three games remaining. Pelicans are only a half up on those two uh, in seventh. No Jimmy Butler. Dressed to play. Seemed, looked okay. I don't know. But uh, did not play him, and boy, did they need him. Anyway, they need Jimmy Buckets. They absolutely do. Um, that that race in the Western Conference is going to be crazy. The Denver Nuggets and Minnesota T-Wolves actually play again before the end of the season so it might be the last game of the season um double check that but uh it certainly is going to be a matchup to watch because that that one game could come down to which you know who gets that eighth seed in the western conference most definitely the spurs are sitting at fifth and you know you look at the standings and you're like all right they're going to make it 
in two days they could be down in the ninth spot it's not unreasonable to think i mean if they lose one game and everybody else wins it's quite simply uh things could turn on their heads so pretty exciting to have all that going on i'm not sure how the spurs have gotten to this point without Kawhi. Uh, we're going to touch on that a little bit later in the things that we've learned uh but pretty amazing now casting all aside of who it seems like is going to make the playoffs in the west and not make the playoffs ken who do you want to make the playoffs and who do you want on the outside looking in for pure entertainment purposes i love watching the nuggets play okay so i i want the nuggets in you want the uh, nuggets in at whose expense that's that's where i'm struggling uh hmm. shannon jump in here if i'll jump in opinion, I, get rid of them spurs i don't need the spurs yeah. in the playoffs man in, unless Kawhi, unless Kawhi comes back like this week and is 100%, I don't need to watch that team in the playoffs. Because well, the Spurs are kind of boring even when they have Kawhi. And so if they yeah. don't have Kawhi, then they are definitely really boring. Melba toast. Uh, and we just love changeover. I mean, we just love the new next thing coming in. I think... Um, you don't find an elbow pass from Pau Gasol down <laughs> to LaMarcus Aldridge on the block. Exciting basketball. Back out to Gasol. Back into Aldridge. I, I love that, like, all media members just kind of loathe going to San Antonio. Like, they much rather w- would head to <laughs> the Bay Area, Houston, True. Oklahoma City, not as much, New Orleans. I'm, I'm sure they're definitely going for those, you know, warmer climates, <laughs> more stuff to do, media markets. Well, let's get back to Shannon's point, though. You were saying the actual t of schedule, they've got what should be gimmies, though I don't trust them to own them in that they travel to see the play the Lakers on the road and then Memphis at home. Mm. You and I might suit up DJ for Memphis. <laughs> we might be the starting backcourt. They just this morning they just signed Marshawn Brooks to a multi-year guaranteed deal. So that tells you where they are as a franchise. <laughs> the, the Grizzlies did? Yeah. Wow. And then but to Shannon's point, ending the season at home against the Nuggets. Mm. And then the that- Another matchup, the last game of the season, is the Spurs and Pelicans um, in New Orleans. So you got two games right there, and uh, honestly, the outcome of those two games are probably going to determine which three or four of those four teams gets in. Uh, We haven't mentioned the Thunder, but they're just as likely as any other team to fall out of this whole thing, too. They play the Rockets, Miami, and Memphis. Yikes. I mean, that's that's the harder of the schedules that you guys just mentioned now. So a lot to look forward to. I know that we're going to be sitting in front of our TVs, checking it out. Gentlemen, take a breath while I talk to our listeners here. Welcome to the next generation of fantasy football, the fan controlled football league. If you love drafting your fantasy team, imagine drafting a real professional team. The FCFL is bringing fantasy sports and Madden franchise mode to a real football field. Fans scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, call plays in real time, and even pick their team's name and help design its logo. Yes, these are real teams with real athletes. The FCFL will feature eight professional teams playing a full season of fast-paced indoor football in a high-tech production facility built for a digital audience. Learn more about the fan-controlled football league at www.fcfl.io. You make the decisions by fan votes. Your voting power comes in the form of fan tokens. You earn fan tokens each time you vote and engage with your team. The more tokens you acquire, the more power you have. To learn more about fan tokens, visit fantoken.network today. Gentlemen, let's kick it into our broad topic of the day. We're never too old to learn something, so let's be uh, reflective uh, in this main topic of the day. And simple question here, Ken, we'll kick things off with you. What have you learned this season? Um, I'm going to go to Washington. 
uh, I love the minutes Sadoransky, Tom Sadoransky, had uh, during John Wall's injury. He's going into a contract year next season. Uh, we've mentioned the demise of the Polish hammer, Gortat. I expect to see a lot of small ball lineups next year as they figure out a way to get Sadoransky. I think big minutes, maybe play Beal at the three. Uh, but I think they're really going to incorporate him, and he's certainly going to be motivated uh, in a contract season. Interesting. I I mean, the NBA is definitely getting smaller. I almost think that it would be not nothing aside from what you just said, Ken. That, that makes a whole lot of sense. But I wonder if they could bamboozle a team into thinking that Sadoransky is going to be a reliable point guard for some random team over the next five years and trade him for something. Six, it, seven. He's six, seven and only... Uh, I'm sorry, 26 years old. I feel like maybe be, maybe even play a little point forward. Yeah. Your bamboozling makes sense. They're still he could do lack that. a bench. They definitely lack a bench. Yeah, I mean, and they like playing Porter at the power forward. They like playing Ubre at the power forward. So it makes sense to me. But I do wonder if if potentially, you know, there's more value. And in, instead of having him out on the wing shooting threes, of trading him away and bringing in a bona fide wing threat. So uh, that's interesting, though, uh, considering that I didn't know who Thomas Sandoransky was before the season started. That's definitely a good way to kick off. What have we learned this season? Is it Whalen a fan? I think Whalen's a big Sandoransky fan. Is he? We we talked about him on the pod enough last season as a DFS play yeah. that DJ knew about him, just totally forgot. I did. <laughs> that's fair. I definitely forgot about him. I don't know. It's been a long season, Shannon. Are you are you sure? Uh, absolutely. We've ta- we right, talked about him enough. multiple times last year. He got a couple spot, start- spot right. starts. Something that I've learned is that, yes, Anthony Davis is still injury prone. That's still very true. Out of everybody in the league, he's the most likely to exit the game early um, with a bruised thigh or something like that. However... When the Pelicans are actually in the playoff picture, he has proven this year that he will stay on the court and fight through some of those injuries, unlike past few seasons. He's at 71 games right now with three or four games left, so he easily could get to that 74-75. We always say 74-75 of Anthony Davis is pretty much going to be better than almost every other fantasy NBA player in the league. So when the Pelicans can contend, I'm willing to admit that Anthony Davis can play through these injuries. I was not willing to admit that because we had never seen the Pelicans really actually chasing for a legitimate playoff spot. Well, I, I disagree about you saying he's still injury prone. This guy's never played less than 61 games. You know, it's not like when he does miss time, it's usually when the team's not in contention. And there's no reason for him. They they can be cautious. I actually think he probably probably errs on the side of caution more often than not with some of the previous times where he sat. Whereas like this year, we're we're seeing his true colors. Even last year, he played 75 games. I think his injury prone label has actually faded quite a bit after this season. I think we're kind of saying the same thing here. However, when you put him in your DFS lineup, does it not feel like you're you're flirting with with tragedy every time you lock him into your DFS lineup? It's happened like on average two or three times per season with him specifically. Yes. That's the thing is but, that there's no other player you can say, oh, "Man, I really hope he plays all four quarters." Like we don't say that about anybody else. We we say that about But it's not days. like it's happening 10 times per season. Like it happens a couple games per season. It's usually rather unlucky lucky. But if you look at many other players, they've exited one or two games early this year because of a minor injury or they get teed up a couple times. Like it happens. It happens. Boogie Cousins in new orleans next year and what does that mean for davis 
I I doubt it. I think he's going to go elsewhere. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, they played pretty well together. Um, Drew Holiday, I guess, is something that we probably should say we learned. Like he's, we should probably give him more credit than we've given him because he's been really, really good this Shannon season. Shannon loves Holiday. So. Yeah, that's true. He's good. We've only talked about him a couple times for somebody being, you know, a top end point guard when it comes to fantasy this season. Yeah, we haven't mentioned him enough. That's for sure. Very underrated. Really stepped up in Cousins' absence. Um, there's a lot to like with Holiday on that team because he's going to have such a huge usage rate. Um, I mean, if Cousins is gone, obviously that. That means Holiday is going to be drafted a little bit higher next year than he was this year. Um, one thing I learned this year is never, never, ever, ever, ever doubt LeBron James. Oh. You know the the knock the knock the weird knock on LeBron, a guy who's like never been injured in his career, is oh he always sits a few games. You know he sits five or six games every season. Who gives a crap? <laughs> Like it Who does a career year at age thirty three. Right, though, it's insane. I, ah. You really could argue this is his best overall season. You know, if not his best, then his second or third best season. Um, over the past twenty to thirty games, he's been damn near unstoppable, averaging close to a triple double. Um, there's just so much to love with LeBron. He always improves in some area, some facet of his game every year, um, and we've seen this even even at this stage of his career. It's unbelievable. Well, Shannon, hand me the bucket of shame to put on my head to wear. Since I ruined our NFB, NFPKC team, <laughs> you wanted to go LeBron with the seventh pick, I think it was. I said John Wall. I was worried about LeBron James's back. The stories about his million dollars a year spent on medical improvements mm. were not out yet. And we took Wall, and we did not win the league. And we missed LeBron James' career year at age 33. Insane. Insane. I remember we had an in-office auction league, and you know, sometimes you just don't want to do $1 at a time to get all the way up to $100 or, or whatever the budget might be. And in that league, I just typed in $100 and everybody stopped. And nobody, you know, Shannon literally started laughing at me that I got LeBron James. And at the time, I probably could have got him for less, but he, he it was definitely worthy of what I paid for him as it turned out. It wasn't because it was LeBron James. It was the amount of money you spent on an individual player. Just well, It could have been any fair, player. Like Harden and Giannis were going in the right. 120s and whatnot. And, but you and I had multiple discussions. Who's going to win that league? All right, moving on to <laughs> the next thing. You and I had multiple what I, discussions. What have I learned? What have we I had, learned? I told you how to approach that auction, and then you throw out something that is completely the opposite yeah. of the advice well, I gave you. That's well, why I laughed. Well, on, to be fair, I am the commissioner of that league. I wanted to keep the draft moving because there are 20. You 20, have responsibilities. I understand. I, and so I honestly was just like, we're not going to bid $1 all the way up on LeBron James <laughs> until we find his price. So when I put in 100 I legitimately was not even trying to get him. Um, but you know, you're right. You, you gave me good advice. You're going to win the league, whatever. And I'm going to have to go buy the gift card to you, give you the literal title belt that we give out uh, to the winner in that league. Anyways, moving on. What have I learned this season? If there is even a glimmer of an off season injury that seems like it could linger into this season, stay away. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard ruined my staff keeper league season. He, what did he play? Like 23 total minutes this yeah, year, yeah. something ridiculous. Um, he ruined a lot of other people's and fantasy season. You really didn't seasons. get a discount. You didn't really get no, much of an injury. No, I have to drop even. him because he's too expensive. Like yeah. I, you know, I've got him for, 
I, 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 forty four dollars in a two sixty auction league budget, um, which is just too much. Uh, he, what does he go for next year? Let's let's say you have a hundred, not a hundred, two sixty, because that's pretty common. Um, you know, the top end players are usually in between forty and fifty dollars in this league. I'm going to throw Kawhi back. What do you guys think is a fair price for Kawhi Leonard heading into next season? Let's just assume that he re ups with the Spurs and is going to be there next season. Well. And most things will have the advantage of seeing whether or not he plays, you know, preseason or not. Yeah. But uh, right now, I think he's upper 20s, right? Wow. Upper 20s, sure. Yeah, I'll give you that right now. If he if he re-ups, with, it doesn't even matter if he re-ups with the Spurs. As long as sure. everything, the news is he's 100% healthy. Um, he's a go during training camp. Um, you know, there's no, there, there's no, 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 uh, ill will towards the spurs as some of the rumors have said this year um and he's ready to go i think he still is like a 12 to 15 range player like in the 12 to 15 range so bottom of the end of the first round top of the second round aldridge defer back to him after a year of being the man you think after a year being the man you know what he's just so he's old enough where he like physically is just gonna have to aldridge yeah It, it like mentally you know for him the last few seasons he wasn't ready to give it up but i think he like literally because of what his body is heading into next season he's he's going to be willing to give it up unlike past years uh one thing i'll say i'll make a prediction for next season Kawhi leonard will decide fantasy seasons next year because if he does go for upper 20s or fades into the second round as we're suggesting right now and then he ends up being a top five guy i mean there's your fantasy winner of the season assuming that that party does a decent job in later rounds Kawhi leonard is basically going to make or break the entire fantasy landscape next year now to double down on your injury concerns though i agree with you i was bit by the injury bug in multiple leagues this year um I'm going to pay very close attention to who might have some kind of lingering problem. Um, one guy in particular who we already mentioned this podcast, DeMarcus Cousins. This is a guy who actually is injury prone, way more injury prone than Anthony Davis. If you look at his career log and he's coming off a significant injury that a big man is going to have trouble, like fine, re, you know, rediscovering his form. I don't think cousins is ever going to be the same player. I think he could still be very, very good. Still be a top 30 fancy player. Uh, but I think production across the board, we're going to see a dip from him going forward but look, just look at the past four or five seasons he played 59 games 65 72 48 this year but again but again that was on a king's team where there was I, no reason for him to play i'm just saying this is a guy who's dealt with who's missed more games over the past four seasons than and anthony davis but anthony davis gets labeled as the most injury prone player in the world but everybody agrees that the king's organization is is running things the wrong way and so there's it just makes sense for them not to anyways i i think that you can exactly though you're right shannon that you can lump him in that if some team gets a first round draft pick of anthony davis and then in the second round they get Kawhi leonard and then the third round demarcus cousins could reasonably slip then you know that could be an amazing fantasy team or it's possible that Kawhi and Cousins will have a terrible year and, and that it, it won't work out. So I think both these two guys are really going to be uh, the linchpins of how fantasy basketball plays out next season. What else have you learned, Shannon? I have a question for Shannon. Oh. Who's the head coach and point guard of your Pistons next year? Hmm. Oh. 
Well, it's, I think it's to be determined on both fronts. Um, it's possible they give Stan Van Gundy another year. They might actually take him out of his, his uh, upper management responsibilities and have him just be the coach next year. I don't know. We'll see. I do think the team will look to upgrade at, at point guard. Um, it, even if they can't move Reggie Jackson, try to bring in someone else who can challenge him and maybe take over as the lead guard. I, I see that being someone... A younger point guard who is going to be available via free agency this year, you know, like at Alfred Payton. Tammy not Sadur- that I, not Thomas that, Sadoransky. Sadoransky. <laughs> like, it's going to be one of those guys who's, you know, you know 24, 25. He's hit, hitting free agency for the first time and doesn't have that much interest. So he'll be like a bounce back guy, post-hype sleeper. And hopefully they can, catch, they can catch lightning <laughs> in the bottle like they did with Chauncey all those years ago. Huh. That's a good one. All right, something else that I've learned. Um, in keeper leagues, if you're in contention, you have to make the trades to win. I don't think I've ever been in a keeper league where the ultimate winner just kind of stood pat at the trade deadline. It just doesn't happen. Uh, especially all in. You got to be all in. You got to trade your prospects. You just have to do it. Um, the more and more fantasy and keeper leagues I play, not even just in basketball, but just just the keeper format, the winner always goes all in at, at the trade deadline. Adds a couple pieces. They're absolutely depleted heading into next season, but that's usually what it takes in keeper leagues to win uh, and of course you know the keeper leagues that i play in are almost always at least 12 14 16 or even 18 teams um, i don't think there's many eight team and 10 league 10 team keeper leagues out there um, but when we're talking about traditional keeper leagues you have to make the trades to win it's as simple as that i'm gonna go back to boston for my learning i really think the celtics are gonna let marcus smart walk <laughs> Rozier has been fantastic with the Kyrie injury, showing a lot more upside and still on a rookie deal next year. They let Smart. Um, he's going to be a restricted free agent. Someone's going to throw money at him for his defense. Marcus Smart could be going down the Avery Bradley plays such awesome defense he can't stay healthy path. Sure. So, um, But I think you have to remember for next year, when you're looking at all these Boston Celtics stats, it's without Gordon Hayward. And what? how many shots is Hayward going to take? from an Al Horford next year, from Kyrie, from certainly role players. Uh, I'm babbling here. But no, I you're right. Marcus you're Martin, totally new, right. New Jason Tatum, throw them all in there, yeah. But, I mean, you also have to factor in Tatum and Brown are going to – they're going to continue to progress in their development and and even though you have hayward coming back those guys are going to be better players next year Uh, they might their usage might not be as high but they overall they're going to be better players and probably better fantasy players too all right we need to you know dot our t's or dot our t's dot our i's cross our t's here before we finally log off we have a lingering bet on the season that Shannon has filibustered to relay his decision, <laughs> but we are waiting for it. Quite simply, who has had the better fantasy season? I went with Lonzo Ball in the preseason. Uncle Ken went with Dennis Smith Jr. We laid out our we were, arguments we were last week. Rookies. We were talking. We've rookies, been so. talking about it all week over drinks last night mm-hmm. in our sleep. I even almost, dreamed about it. Almost started a bar fight last night. Almost started a bar fight. By the way, a sidebar. What bar serves nachos on pita chips? What the hell was that? I thought those were pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. That's criminal. It, it, it is, is criminal. It is weird. <laughs> uh, they just shouldn't be called nachos. But back to the matter at hand, gentlemen. There is a milkshake <laughs> at <stalling>. large. <laughs> it, 
Shannon McEwen is cradling this milkshake. <laughs> Who is the winner of this milkshake? It's tough. Uh, with, the, with the edge that Dennis Smith has in games played, 67 to 52, I really thought that would be the determining factor. Um, and then you look at things like Lonzo Ball's free throw percentage, 45%, 36% from the floor. Uh, but the interesting part about Lonzo Ball and those percentages is both field goal and free throw. He shoots such a limited amount that the weight of those horrible percentages aren't very much on your overall team's percentage. Um, Ricky we're sweating Ruben. buckets looked, right now. Jim. I, looked in, buckets. I looked into it. I looked at evaluated uh, rankings and rating systems across multiple re, uh, sources, and nearly every single one listed Lonzo Ball Preach. as the better player. Preach. On the total, not too. N- not on just totals. yeah, not just based on uh, average stats mm-hmm. per game stats, but on totals. So even with playing 15 less games, I'm giving Lonzo Ball the yes. edge. Yes. So I found a milkshake that has <laughs> gold leaf shavings and truffle shavings, and I can't wait for Ken to buy me that. We're not. We're, thank you, LA. Ken. We're not traveling LA to close this bet. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, thank you for swift justice. Uh, I appreciate your ruling on the matter. You've done your you've done your country a great service. Thank you very much, Lonzo Ball has officially had a better fantasy season than Dennis Smith. Although Ken, I will admit. That was way closer than we ever imagined it to be. Yeah, and a lot of that wager was just my disdain for the Ball family. I will, but uh, that's true. What is Smith, guys? What is Smith's upside next year for what will I assume be an even worse Mavericks team next year? I mean, he's only twenty, but but the the kid played twenty almost thirty minutes a game. You know, um, it feels like he didn't always get the minutes he, we wanted him to have in Dallas. <clears throat> What's his upside? Assuming this isn't a Michael Carter-Williams situation, you have to assume that his stats will be a bell curve. So he'll do at least what he did this season, if not better. And I think with another year under his belt as only a 19-year-old for much of this season, um, that he could kind of flirt with 19, 20 points per game next year, doling out maybe even more assists than he did this year. He was at 5.1, maybe getting into that six and seven range, Shannon. We know he's athletic. He needs to shoot better. Um, but I think that his stock has much improved. Rick Carlisle is historically tough on rookies. Um, I think we're going to see him, you know, basically just turn Smith loose next season. Um, And we're going to see significant improvements across the board. I would be willing to bet today, Dennis Smith has a better fantasy season than Lonzo Ball next year. I think there'll be more threes, more steals, more assists, more points. One of us going to take him across the board, better percentages. The, Do I, I lose two milkshakes on by going with two, two, two different guys on the same double, double down. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this week milkshake, and um, I'll let you guys jump into that one. But I think that's that's fair, and that's how close these two are. Is that honestly you can make a debate for one over the other? Right, and I'll I would take, say I'll sure. I'll take the milkshake wager. What the hell? Milkshake? milkshake? Oh, yeah. we don't want to up it. No, because I'm not that guy. I don't. I can't root for the Ball family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no milkshake. Where are? Where in Madison are we getting you this milkshake? I think we're going to go to uh, Mickey's Dairy Bar whenever they All show right, games on TV. I have no lunch plans. Today is the day. Uh, yeah, let's do it today. We're, we'll we'll make that happen. And um, Who's Smith going to pass the ball to in Dallas next year. 
Yeah, see, that's that's the big issue. But how many assists does that cost him when all your wings are terrible? Dallas is probably going to sign um, a couple guys this offseason. and they, it's going to be say they're going. To. It's getting well. It's going to be guys who they shouldn't. It's going to be like Marcus Smart and one or two other guys, and they're not going. It's not going to make them better. Yeah, well, you you don't sign Marcus Smart for offense, but uh, I don't know who who's poor Smith's going to pass to. All right, gentlemen, let's take a quick break and hear from a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll hear Ken's crazy old man rant. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. All right, Ken, it's time for your crazy in-person old man rant. <sighs> Andrew Wiggins is terrible. In October, he signed a five-year, $150 million max extension. That contract will be an absolute albatross around Minnesota's neck for the next four years. We saw last night what the T-Wolves are without Jimmy Buckets, their lottery fodder. In a crucial game versus Denver, the T-Wolves, they were Carl Anthony Towns, Todd Gibson, and nobody else. In March, it was rumored that Wiggins was, quote, whispering to teammates, unquote, that he was unhappy being the third option for Minnesota. Well, last night, when Towns fouled out, Mr. Max Money was the number one option and was absolutely terrible. Can we pass an NBA rule that you can't bitch until you win something? Wiggins shot 4 of 12 last night, posting only 4 points. And this is only 6 days after he delivered 8 points on 43 minutes against the woeful Dallas Mavericks. Yes, Dallas. Andrew Wiggins, your defense is terrible, and your shooting is actually getting worse. Lower your head in shame. I love it. Counterpoint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Wiggins is not terrible. He's only twenty three. Terrible. The dude. Are you the talking fantasy or X's and O's? Both. Both. Okay. There's still he hasn't he hasn't reached his ceiling yet. Uh, I still think he will. He's a rooming with uh, Anthony Bennett and Maine Red Claws in two years. <laughs> he's an athletic freak that should translate to better performance, not only on the offensive end, but the, but the de- defensive end. But I think his his shooting is going to continue, is going to improve. His playmaking is going to improve as he gets older, as he refines his game. He's going to learn from Jimmy Butler in the coming years and become a better defensive player. And, and, he has the tools to be Jimmy Butler, to be that good. So I, I think it's still going to be it. I think he's still going to reach that. It might not be for another couple of years, but I have faith. 23, still young, still learning. Fourth season in the NBA, though. Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen, playoff position race is heating up, and there are still lots of important games every single night. It's not too late to try DraftKings for the first time this season. There are over $500,000 in prizes guaranteed nightly. 
Drafting a team is simple. You pick eight players and fit them under the $50,000 salary cap, and you accrue points, or you accrue for points scored, assists, rebounds, etc. You know the drill. You've been listening to this podcast long enough. Our listeners play free with your first deposit. Visit DraftKings.com forward slash RotoWire to take advantage of the offer today. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gentlemen, let's get into our DraftKings <clears throat> picks. It's growing ever harder to create a lineup, and it's increasingly harder to give out suggestions at 10.30 a.m. Central Time <laughs> this late in the season because things change drastically. However, I will make a broad proclamation here um, that I think that the Boston guys will be playing extra hard tonight to prove that they can make some noise in the playoffs without Kyrie Irving. Now, if you're just looking at the Chicago and Boston game, there's not one player more expensive than $7,200. <laughs> Somebody's got to score the points. Yeah, Rozier is $7,200. Al, uh, Al Horford is 7,000. Then you've got Morris sneaking out there, 6,800, 6,700 for Tatum. Then you have your first bull marking in at $6,300. Lots of cheap options to start here. Shannon, do you think the same? Are you giving the, an extra layer of motivation to Boston players because of the news that happened or came out about Kyrie yesterday? No, I'm real. I'm not actually just because they're locked into their number two seed. So, I mean, they're going to go deep on their bench the last, the last few games. What I'm looking at down the stretch is it's the standings. Like I just want to, I want to target players from the teams in the western conference that are competing uh for the final spot or two of the playoffs so like that denver minnesota denver minnesota san antonio oklahoma city i want to target players from those teams they have to win they have to play heavy minutes and then i flesh it out outside you know outside of the 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 big high dollar guys that you get from those teams you flesh it out with value plays for that given day you know so for friday night's action on DraftKings. I like Deontay Davis, fellow Ski Town, Muskegon High School alum. <laughs> what, what's, he, their, uh, uh, what's the mascot there? Uh, the Big Reds. Well, just the Reds now because Big Reds was offensive, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the, Davis, Memphis is sitting everyone tonight. All of their big men are out, so he should get a lot of run. Uh, with the Pistons, I like Stanley Johnson, Reggie Bullock. Just This is breaking news. Reggie Bullock is r- ruled out for the remainder of the season. Really? Um, wow. Stan, I have no idea. It's some knee injury, but he's done for the year. Uh, so Stanley Johnson was already getting heavy run and already – getting yeah i think back-to-back 30 point fantasy games uh with blake griffin out that's just gonna be more so you know anthony toller toliver does deserves another look yeah. with uh, both those players out so just you target those injury replacements who are going to get big minutes and then then the studs from from those teams still competing for playoff spots well you know what i always said that when ken did not have a mispronounced name during a podcast mm-hmm. it would be our last podcast and guess what? I don't have anything to relay. Ken was pristine on this final podcast, Three Amigos podcast. I should be clear. Nick Whalen will still be bringing you um, some fine podcasts throughout the rest of the regular season and into the playoffs and the off season. But Ken didn't mispronounce any names, so we're done. We don't have anything else to do I have one more name, here. but I think I got it. Justin Holiday, 3,800. There are no guards anymore on the Chicago Bulls roster. Holiday's going to play 
94 minutes tonight. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Only 3,800. They're going to allow him to have two basketballs in his hand for the whole game. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by DraftKings, not only today, but over the course of the season. If you, if you made it to the end of our last podcast, at the end of this, not just the end of the season, yeah. but the end of the episode, we owe you, I should write you a, hand, a handwritten <laughs> Letter. Yeah, and there'll be milkshake stains on it, I think, too. <laughs> Ken, why don't you get us out of here for the season? We're going to end the season with a favorite of mine, Agent Zero from the Wizards, Gilbert Arenas. You may remember him in those gold LeMay uniforms. He used to talk about the hibachi. In his quote, uh, one of my favorite quotes, the hibachi is coming to a city near you. I'm cooking chicken and shrimp, <laughs> but if you want to throw a double team my way, filet mignon gets cooked, too. Attention, passengers! This three-car fantasy train for the season has hit the end of the line! Choo-choo! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.